0: Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have quite a bit of stuff to get into. We're going to talk with... Uh, we're going to get into some Facebook questions. We're going to do a little play of the week. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl prop bets. But first, we're going to start with what's on your mind. Ty, you came into the, the recording hot and heavy. Kind of got that vibe going on. So we'll, uh, we'll start with you. See what's on your mind first.
1: The main thing that's on my mind... Was And I texted you guys last night. Yeah, I watched the Knicks blow their second game in a row. This one was to Josh Giddy, the unassuming Australian that plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Had a, I think, 28-point triple-double at the Garden. Youngest player ever with back-to-back triple-doubles. What a stat that is. Right? 3 He's got three on the year. He's 19 years old. His jump shot is broke, but he just balls. I don't even know how he put up 28. That's what's on my mind. This dude that I took for Rookie of the Year on some, like, I just like this game, is actually balling. And uh, he buried my Knicks last night. A- after the Knicks blew a 23-point second half lead to Portland, they came back. They had pretty much put up two points in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder to ch- choke up an L. Not all you want. So I was in this weird, conflicting Josh Giddey's going for a 30-point triple-double in his debut at the Garden. Against my squad, kind of hurt. Felt like a Bengals Patriots game or something.
2: uh Josh giddy's one of those guys that I was saying this to you guys yesterday. He he's a guy who you go on Twitter on like a Wednesday night. It's like, hey, here's a Josh Giddy pass that like breaks the your brain. Is so deep, you like know, that. like he's super talented. It seems like.
0: Ty, is that yeah? Is that all you got on your yeah, mind?
1: Very. Oh, why is there other things?
0: <laughs> I don't no, know. brother. I mean, that was like.
1: Two minutes? Yeah, that's all I got today. That's all I I got today. I I could go into... Champions League starts today. And Mbappe's, you know, back. And I think it's a big year for Mbappe, personally speaking. could he transfer teams or no? Not yet. Still on PSG. But he's supposed to be going to Madrid, who they're playing in the Champions League today. Huge matchup. Huge matchup. And then my just last little thing is that we've got three straight first-time winners on the PGA Tour. You know, and I just... I'm still bullish on what's about to go down with all things golf, personally speaking. Interesting. That's what's on my mind.
2: All right, Lou, what do you got? To be honest with you guys, I'm kind of in, like, the pit of sadness with sports. I have nothing to look Uh, forward to for at least a few weeks now. Thank God F1's coming back. But, like, yeah, there's absolutely nothing going on. I have nothing to watch. I don't know what I'm going to do, like, in my free time. Like, I got nothing to watch on three o'clock. so I don't know what's going to happen. Champions League what's at o'clock today i oh, come on bro. Bro, it's, like it's can't. paris
1: versus madrid like right and i can't even get can't myself get interested no you got neymar and <laughs> I Pope, messi all playing well, yeah
2: maybe i'll maybe i'll tune into that but yeah it's just a uh, it's just it's a dark a background time right action what the beak yeah <laughs> it's it's a dark time right now so i'm trying to figure it out maybe i'll take this time to get myself organized i have to move so i have to get myself organized with my cards i don't know we will
1: figure it out What's going on with the move?
2: We're moving. We're moving. We're going to have a new setup. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. The tree coming with?
0: The tree is coming with. Yeah, I'm keeping the tree. I might get a new tree. You know what's crazy is we've recorded, what, 85, 90 episodes of Car Talk, and Tyler has definitely had the most backgrounds. It's probably been 10 to 15 different ones. I've probably had four different ones, mostly consistent, you know, with two. Lou's had three, two. Uh, Lou is. Have you had anything else other than this for like a normal recording?
2: Credit to my consistency.
0: I mean, just shows up day in and day out.
2: Like get the time card in, stamped out. I'm here to work. Same situation every single day. You know what
1: I'm saying? It's a good job. It's it's a good job. Credit Thank to you. Lou. Thank you. Thank you. For I think it that. actually tells a lot about ourselves. Good thing. Good point. You brought up, right? I don't disagree. I mean, we see that Rye has the new YouTube studio, like, green screen backdrop looking all sharp. Yeah, you got
2: Tyler's wall color. It's good.
0: Yeah, it is. (laughs) Tyler's wall color.
1: Now, this is actually, like, dark gray
0: slash black. I mean, Tyler's says his is, like, blue and looks brown. So, a little different. Uh, So, what's on my mind? I definitely would have said the first thing Lou said is, you know, there's no football for seven months. uh, And I... Don't enjoy watching baseball at all. If that ever comes back, like I can watch soccer or basketball here and there, but the enjoyment's just not not the same. What Lou? You look disgusted.
2: That was an unnecessary shot at baseball.
0: Yeah, I'd rather watch anything other than
2: baseball. Had nothing to do with this conversation, and you just took a shot for no reason. Yeah, it's just the worst. I thing. saw I mean, it. It's... You're yeah, the worst. I did see it. it. was, it was snooze a snooze fest. Of the sport. You're a snooze fest.
0: <laughs> um. So I agree with Lou there. You know, shout out to F1 for coming back. I think you guys said Bahrain's in, what, three, four weeks? March 20th.
1: We got the Genesis Open this week, guys, and you guys are just burying that there's no sports.
2: The Genesis Open.
1: Yeah, the riv.
0: Now, the one thing I will say is it seems like, you know, I was just thinking about this when Lou said, you know, that's in a a couple of weeks. It seems like February, you know, post Super Bowl is real dull. And then March is going to be like electric because if you start thinking about this, right, I'm thinking about all the things that are coming up in March, right? You're going to have some major football releases. There's going to be big football product coming out. You're going to have March Madness. You're going to have F1 starting. You're going to have some big time card shows, right? and Dallas.
1: Dallas, baby. Lou, you're out on Dallas?
2: When is it? Eighth, Eighth
1: two and two and weekends. Ninth. That's no, no, quite no, 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 no. Literally...
0: Fifth and sixth. Oh, yeah. Whatever. The first weekend in Dallas. Could it be a worse right? time for me? Could it be a worse time for Is me, that
1: moving for... weekend? That's around the time of the move, yeah. Listen. We got to talk to someone? We'll, we'll figure it out. But it just seems
0: like, uh you know, March is... We're going to have a little bit of a, a, a dull period here for a few weeks. I know we got the NBA All-Star game coming up. And then you'll have the Atlanta culture collision show the last weekend of february so that will kind of like
1: are you going to that
0: uh, i haven't decided yet i'm hoping to go to to dallas and Shipshawana, the mm-hmm. card show in northern indiana in march 20 whatever it is like 26 27 25 26 i'm like that i'm hoping to go to those two but i know there's a couple big shows that weekend like, I think the Mint's that weekend, uh, and there's a show in Phoenix, so there's a few different ones, but I'm hoping to go to Shipshawana that weekend. But I know Atlanta's coming up, Dallas is coming up. Seems like we're going to get full uh, full swing of shows here pretty soon. So, again, I think I'm excited for for March once we get past this couple week. Lol.
1: Have y'all heard of this, uh, you touched on the All-Star game, the G League Ignite, and what's going on there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's the G League. There's a team in the G League that's like, for lack of better terms, and please, I love the people that come in the comments and help like actually bring some more factual situation. They're almost like a Harlem Globetrotters of the G League in the sense of like, they also play outside the league. They're for like uh, pretty much up and coming prospects that aren't going to sign a G League contract that are going to go to the NBA, but they go instead of like senior year of high school or college. So it's just one team that plays the G League. Da, da, da. Some of those players are playing in like the rising stars. So there's this, this kid, Scoot Henderson, that plays on the G League Ignite team. That was a top high prospect coming out of high school, playing on this G League Ignite team, getting paid. And he's going to play in the rising stars game. And he hasn't got, he's not eligible for the draft. Like He's going to be an NBA draft prospect. And he's playing in the Rising Stars alongside Lamelo. Da da da. So who do they
2: play against?
1: They play exhibition matches. They play the G League, and then other. I think they'll go international. It's like a development thing. Is this like
2: the thing where they were saying like they're going to start being able to pay kids who like can't? Yeah,
1: they're signed to deals. That's wild. I never heard of that. Pretty cool. And the Rising Stars. So this dude, Scoot Henderson, is like a real prospect. And he not hasn't gone through the draft. It's not like he's a G League player. He's a prospect, and he's playing in the Rising Stars.
0: to be like a first round. Pick. Is he going to have cards in the upcoming G League overtime tops Chrome? Uh, my, any of the upcoming G League. My products? gut
1: says. My gut says yeah. Let's see if he's got something out there now.
0: That's
2: crazy, huh? Pretty cool.
1: I don't know. Costa the Kufos is on this team.
0: G League Buckeye, custom made. Buckeye Legend. Buckeye Legend. <laughs> you say Costa Cufos? Pretty cool. High State Legend. That is
2: very interesting. And Amir Johnson on this team. This is crazy. Right? It's a a really good idea. Sneaky. Yeah. Drafted players. Jalen Green played for them last year.
1: I believe next year's Super Bowl is in Scottsdale. Yeah, Arizona. Same weekend as the Waste Management Open, that's going to be in Scottsdale.
2: Uh, That'll be That is every
1: year, and that's Madhouse. So just trying to get
2: that PGA Tour in there People are definitely going to go to that on the Sunday morning and then go to the game at in the evening. That's sick.
1: (laughs) The old double up. Yeah. Yeah. Bachelor party paradise. Oh yeah. All right.
0: So I think we, uh, we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, not the outcome we had, you know, I had hoped for, I don't know about you guys, uh, but I was hoping my man, Joe Shiesty would have got it done, get the ball back a minute, 44 seconds. You're thinking, okay, this could be good. But at the end, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd and Von Miller is tough to overcome. And the Rams won, but curious your guys' thoughts on the game. The
2: Cincinnati Bengals were a wonderful story. I really enjoyed their whole situation all year long. They were kind of like a, in hindsight now, it's easy to call them like kind of like a ragtag group of guys. Like somehow this team made the Super Bowl. They probably could have lost in the first round and they somehow made it to the Super Bowl, which is pretty insane. They were also an unbelievable cover machine. They covered again on Sunday. So that was great. And I Mm love that. But I think it speaks to, like, how crazy the NFL is. Like, I, you look at the odds, I don't even think they're necessarily, like, favorites to win their division next year. Like, it's kind of crazy how it can really flip for, for a team like them. Um, but then, like, the Rams is an unbelievable story, too. Like, they built their team so strange. And now all these guys, like, there might be, like, the coach is retiring. Donald might be retiring. Von Miller is leaving. Like, it could Which get coach? really.
0: McVay. McVay. Retiring? There were potentially that's before. the rumor yeah there were rumors he said after the game no but there were rumors coming up before the super bowl that he could win and ride he off he didn't
2: the say season. no he didn't say no he said oh i'm, I'm enjoying this right now he's gonna be john madden that's the whole rumor
1: he's gonna be john madden
2: interesting that's like the idea that he would like, go be a commentator
1: i respect it i mean he's clearly a stud 36 year old is there a rookie card of him <laughs> yeah he was he was good
2: you know like yeah, just a crazy game. Unfortunate, unfortunate. For he could
1: Bengals. do the he could do the John Gruden without the last part.
2: Yeah, goes, I said John Madden because that was famous. like
1: the yeah the the precursor.
2: Yeah, that the, was the, the quarterback
1: room John Gruden move, and then he goes and does a ten year, hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, leave for two years, and then everyone wants you back. The old Urban Meyer trick.
2: I mean he. I, the part that doesn't make a ton of sense to me is like he has like the ultimate job security now. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, yeah. so I don't really get it. Unless he doesn't want to do it anymore. Maybe he's maybe not it's wired possible.
1: that way. Sometimes job security isn't all what yeah. it's made out to be. Um there was so oh, the game. Yeah. I don't know. The, the runs, the two runs, Perrine, you go to Perine on third, third and one, one. Twice. Just didn't didn't feel like the play to be frank. They were running the ball kinda well, but
0: yeah, I don't know why you take your best players out in situations like that. I think you you you've got to be willing to lose the game with Mixon on third and one.
1: I don't yeah, get or it. Deep to chase at the very least. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl. Like why we, why one. are we Go taking Joe Mixon off running. the
2: field? Yeah. Why is Joe Mixon coming piece. off the field?
1: OBJ yeah. would have won
2: MVP. We know that right oh for sure he was locked in early.
1: And then for you hate to see it, Ryan. Um, we also did say, and this is my last point, we did say wild card games get hot. Card truck was very clear. We <laughs> saw, we saw it all clear. very clear. We saw it all very clear. Have we seen a dip in shysty cards? That was going to be my
2: question, Ryan. I saw your tweet about how he's going to be like the hottest guy at the National. I don't necessarily agree with that.
0: He may not be number one A, but I have a hard time believing he's not one B or C. Just think about like what the national is, right? The national is typically pro football. Like, I mean, like pro in terms of like, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for football. It's a couple like the typically the Hall of Fame game is that weekend. Like the season's coming up. You want quarterbacks. They run the card market. Like, I don't know who else would be hotter. Then the guy that in his first full year starting post ACL tear, who's won a Heisman and national trophy and been to the Super Bowl would be hot. I mean, Herbert, Josh Allen, Mahomes, like those are the guys I would probably make an argument for. Maybe somebody else like Russell Wilson or Rogers, if they get traded or go somewhere else, I just have a hard time believing there's not a hotter person there than that person than than Joe Burrow. Again, I'm open to ideas, but Mm -hmm. that's who I think it would be.
2: I'm going to make a statement. The tide has already begun to turn on him in terms of public narrative about him as a human. I think it might be weird vibes for him come this summer.
0: Couldn't disagree more.
1: Who? Joe Burrow. What do you mean? What's going on?
2: The vibes were getting like really weird. People talking about how he got too much love all week. He's just, it was his first year starting.
0: All this stuff. I think my man got sex 70 times this year and took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. I don't disagree. I don't know what else you like. I don't disagree with you. I'm
2: just saying that the narrative over the week of the Super Bowl became about how there was too much Joe Burrow love and everyone needs to calm it down. And then he had a 40 quarterback rating in the Super Bowl. So. Just putting it out there. I don't necessarily, I don't really even agree with it, but I'm just putting it out there.
0: Yeah, a a team that's got, a team that's went to the Super Bowl with no offensive line, the third most sacks ever in an entire season, has $58 million in cap space and the best young wide receiver over the last, what, two years? He's up there with Justin Jefferson. He's got to be one of the best receivers in the NFL that's under the age of, what, 22 years old? Like, you got an awesome running back. You've got T. Higgins. Like, they need a, they're a couple pieces away from being one of the top three to five teams in the league. I'm not saying they would beat the Bills or Chiefs again, but they've got to be up there. I just. The Bills. The Bills are a good team. You don't like Josh Allen. The Bills are really good. I hate the Bills. I'm a Patriots fan. The Bills are really no, good. You're No, you're not. <laughs> yes, no, I am.
1: Listen, I was going to just say, I'm buying Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. <laughs> the Bills have. Because of, because I think if you look at, They're for whatever, two years, three years. Yeah, I think the Bills have a much higher chance, Josh Allen, of getting it done than the Bengals right now. And I think uh, Josh Allen is on a buy low, sell high. And I think Joey Burrow is on a buy high right now. That would be my take.
0: That's
1: a great take. Burrow stuff's going to dip. I just, again,
0: going into next season, when when it's August or July 27th, when the National comes around in 160 days. When that happens, I just think Josh Allen, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be in the same conversation as anybody else for most desired person at the National. When someone comes up to your table and they're like, hey, do you have this? One of the conversations near the top of the list will be Joe Burrow. I think it also be like Josh 17
1: Burrow. nicknames. Pretty cool.
2: Would you rather have a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen? Color blast. The money. That's not what Ooh, that's not what the question is. Yeah, the money. Joe Burrow. That wasn't the question. Joe Burrow, Pick
0: personally. one. But everyone has a lower pop. Oh my god, you're so annoying. I know who you'd rather have. That wasn't the question.
2: That wasn't the question.
0: You, I don't think you do. Uh, so like Josh Allen or Joe Burrow NT? Sure, add a 99
2: NT. <laughs> it was color blast. But... It's the
0: same thing. It's the point stance. <laughs> right, right this second at current prices. Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah. Like Tyler said, Joe Burrow stuff's really hot. And Josh Allen's going to be a bargain compared to where Burroughs are at. That that would be my only difference.
1: To your point, desirability. Joe Burrow might end up just being the coolest cat. The Bengals, the orange and black, it's always been a thing. He wears like cool shades and whatnot. Josh Allen's a little upstate Good New York person.
0: Like, yeah. th- there's not a State lot. New Yorkie to... is a great way to <laughs>
1: describe it. <laughs> He's a little upstate New Yorkie.
0: He's so there's just not a lot to not like about Joe Burrow. He seems like a likable, marketable. I agree. Like, I love him. Like, so I think that's going to matter. Again, we talk about it a lot. Like marketability matters. There's a reason Kawhi Leonard isn't the best selling NBA person. He's won multiple titles with multiple teams, locked down LeBron at what, 21 years old, 23 years old, like stud. He's just not a marketable guy. Like your marketability has to matter. And like that, it does matter in cars. We've seen it.
1: He's no Peter Parker. That's for sure. That's for certain. He's no Peter Barker. All
0: right. We uh we do want to announce the winner for the Super Bowl prop bet contest. So, I think there was what 12 picks. I got 2 of them right. <laughs> uh, I think I think Tyler got 7, Lou got what? Lou 6. I had 6. Yeah. So, I I lost. Uh but Good job, LRG cards LRG cards won with 9 out of 12. Uh he lost tails Stafford for MVP. And no Neil. Yep. He had everything else.
1: So, LRG cards. Blue Gatorade was a lock. No. I orange. yeah Yeah. Which they did. It would have been orange for the Bengals. That's where yeah. I went. These guys are too smart now. Yeah. And they all have the color-coded squeezers.
0: Yep. Definitely feel like I got let down on the the Super Bowl. I mean, all the reports were that this, you know, she was going to fly through this and then the, you know, backup singers come in and extended an extra 10 seconds. And yeah, the backup singers destroyed the national anthem. I was so upset. Definitely disappointed to hit the under, not hit the under there. But uh, congrats to LRG cards for the win. All right, let's uh, let's get into some Facebook Q&A. So these are questions from the Card Talk Facebook group. So first question is from Josh Lindquist says, will any of the old cartoon cards catch momentum? Street Sharks, Lion King, Batman, Ninja Turtles, etc. We used to get them by the box for a couple dollars a few years ago. Fun for the kids. What is Street Sharks? Do you even know what that is?
1: Yes, and I have brought it up on this show, and I literally was going to say I'm so fired up that he led with Street Sharks. Street Sharks was, like, my favorite. To me, Street Sharks Sharks is more figurines than...
2: That was going to be my point here. I think a lot of, like, the Marvel cards has kind of, like, disproved my thesis, but, like, I always have trouble with these because... It's like, I feel like, you know, a Street Sharks or a, a not like a Batman or a Ninja Turtles is more of a comic book thing than it is a card thing.
0: Yeah, this doesn't seem like a long term investment type play. This seems like a knickknack you collect uh, because you enjoyed
1: Street sh- So Street Sharks were dope, by the way. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, so it's
0: Ninja dope. Turtles and Batman.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: I'm iffy on Ninja Turtles, by the way. I
1: that? think Ninja Turtles of them all has the best shot. Okay, Street Sharks, no. I don't see it happening. I don't know who owns the IP. Oh, There's Oh, I know there. what this is. Yeah, bro, Street Sharks with the big shoes. There was the cartoon. They just pulled up in the street. They were sharks. Yeah, yeah, I'm Trying to look yeah, this up. Yeah. Lion King. I think Lion King's got a little juice, but I don't put it as much collectability in terms of cards. Disney does their thing with plushes and Disney World and all that. No, I've never seen this. Ninja Turtles, I could see. Cards, more so, but they were also action figure-ish. But Batman, I mean, we we've talked about it a lot. Yeah, 56 mean, set is real. I think that's around and here to stay.
0: Alright, so Darren Young says, favorite part of the Super Bowl halftime show? 50 Cent Hanging?
1: To be honest, 50 Cent Hanging was my least favorite part of it. Because I thought the execution it was the thing I was most excited about. And then when it went down to him, I feel like the sound mix was off just for the part where it's like, huh, uh. Yeah, like the most important part, it was like the all The most important up. part, it was just all messed up. And I think he was struggling a little bit. And it was like.
2: How long was he hanging upside down like that before they showed him on had the camera? Been a little bit. I can't even imagine. I'm going to say this. I'm not a big halftime show guy. So I didn't really get like, it was cool, but it was like not that big of a deal. But I thought the Kendrick part was cool because I just really like Kendrick.
0: Yeah, see, I didn't grow, like, 50 Cent and Eminem were more guys that I grew up with. Like, I wasn't big on, like, Snoop or, or Dre or, like, and I never really got super big into Kendrick, so, and I wasn't big into, like, I feel like if I was five years older, it would have been a little different for me, but, like, I, I Eminem singing Lose Yourself was cool, but, like, I, it it was great. I loved it. I mean, it was super cool to be there and to see it live. It, it was crazy like the place was rocking when they played California Love like it was it was cool
2: I also saw a funny tweet about how it was somebody was basically the joke was like all the people are at like 25 to like 35 we're all really excited but it's like oh yeah normally it's old people and now it's for us and it's like damn actually mm. we're the ones who are getting old and it's a funny <laughs> realization that like the music you like is now
1: old considered yeah. old and everything it's, you know I think it was dope I mean at the end of the day we had people crib walking on national stage and like it just shows that i think there's been a lot of progress made from the last 20 30 years and it was i thought it was epic i thought it was so yeah, epic i agree it was, it was my, very it was like, cool that was my shit yeah. i was literally upset though because i heard i got the rumor about 50 and he was going to do the hanging and like just the moment where in the club comes on was like, I felt the only part where the mix was off. And I was like, damn
2: it. Yeah. I also felt like I thought he should have done like cause they were going for that video. He should have done the whole thing. He should have had like the yeah, vest on and half, everything. It would have yeah. been
0: awesome. Yeah. Huh. It, was, it was pretty cool. I thought they did a really good job with it. Uh, Smallville Sports Card says, with football over, what is your focus going forward in the market? Basketball, footy, and F1 are probably the cars that will see the most interest. Sorry, Lou. Baseball is lagging so far behind it isn't funny. Love the show, guys. Keep making plays. P.S. Michigan still sucks. I feel like there's a couple deep shots at Lou. Yeah, a couple deep <laughs> out of like here. left field.
2: I'm just here trying to have a good time, and I'm just getting attacked from all angles as usual. <laughs> I mean, hit him with the, like the uh, baseball, baseball sucks. And You're Michigan. the
0: worst. I hate you.
1: Is Michigan is not using the M in Michigan like a? Oh yeah, like Michigan
0: week you block out all the M's. Got it. Stupid brother, you call us Ohio like let's not. I don't call you anything. I Georgia fan. You're You're a a Michigan fan. You're a liar. Georgia fan.
2: Bry, you got a lot of balls talking about other people not. I said
0: I'm a Patriots fan. I started this show with I'm a Patriots fan. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) all right. I actually don't think like if baseball makes some progress on the talk, I would imagine baseball stuff to pick up. Oh, if they make progress on the talks, baseball will come back. Yes, that's true.
2: It doesn't seem like there's any
0: progress on talk, so I wouldn't put too much energy into that. So, so where are we at on that then? Like, like, is baseball not going to start? Is baseball not going to happen? Like, do you have any insight on that?
2: Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today, so spring training is going to be delayed. That's just the fact of the matter. The question is how much of spring training gets delayed, and how much of the regular season gets delayed. I would think they're going to miss a couple regulars, a few
1: regular season games, and then they figure it out. That's what I think.
0: So where uh, where's your guys' attention going to go?
1: My attention is pretty much exactly what he laid out. I mean, I'm like really about to go tap in on all things footy, World Cup, the, the next eight months for footy, eight, I guess the next 10 months were mid-February. You got Champions League. You got the out of the, the uh, domestic races. Then you got a new fresh season. You got transfer windows in the summer, which will be big. Mbappe, Hong, all the biggest players, kind of ready to be on the move. And then you roll into the World Cup. I'm really focused on footy. F1 personally, I, I don't know F1. I'm really excited about F1. What I'm trying to figure out is, is there more to it than there is the two guys? Is there real collectability in the 10 through, is it 20 racer, 24 racers? What is it? 20 guys. Is there collectability to be had in the 10 through 20? And where's the marketability? Like I just... I think there is. That's kind of the questions I'm asking myself as the cars are rolling out right now. We talk about marketability, colors, the orange wave has been a thing. Obviously, he's the main guy, but like I'm thinking, who are the, I know, I think Lando Norris, the long straw, like what are the things going into this F1 season from a 10 to 20 place racer that I can get in a mix with is kind of where my head's at on F1.
0: The, the interesting part about F1 is, I, I know we talked about this before because I know Lou and I talked about Sapphire boxes being a play a while back, but like the thing about F1 is not only is the, the product right with a certain amount of, you know, since you have zero numbered cars it makes the production limited, but there's only 20 drivers. There's, I mean, how many guys are on a pro basketball team? 15 on a roster, on an active day roster? Right. There's only 20 drivers. There's only 20 people in the sport to collect. There's obviously upcoming guys through through the ranks, but I think that's another interesting part about F1 that makes it exciting. Now, F1 stuff is also very, very hot right now, especially going into the season. Like some of those cards are up a significant amount from, you know, where they were six months ago. He he mentions they have football's over. Like, cool. What's next? Like, mm-hmm. I still think football is gonna be very interesting the next couple of months. You're gonna have the draft. But you also don't have the major football products. We've mentioned this every week for the last seven or eight episodes we've done. You don't have Prism. You don't have Optic. You don't have Select. You don't have National Treasures. You don't have Flawless. Like, those cards aren't just going to come out and be worth nothing. People are going to want a Mac Jones Prism Gold. They're going to want a Zach Wilson, you know, Select Tie-Dye RPA at a 25. They're going to, like, that's going to happen. So is it going to make football a play when it comes out in May and it's not as hot as it could have been if it came out in October? Not sure. We'll see. I think soccer's got potential, like like Tyler said, with all his points there, World Cup coming up. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting. On F1, do you guys know off the top of your head or even roughly how many different drivers won uh, a race last year?
2: I think it's five or six cuz Lewis and Max won the lion's share obviously and then i think there was a few more slipped in there but it's also like Ty, like when you get into it you'll start to see it's mm-hmm. like podiums matter and they and the qual and the quals matter like the saturday mm-hmm. drives matter all that stuff so
1: totally yeah I, I that's what i'm just trying to i don't have like my angle yet and then they also did this
2: th- do you know do you know about the sprint races
1: yeah, yeah, where they it's like change the points on A that. little like a different weekend almost type of situation. They change
2: they change yeah, they do the they do a thing on Saturday called the sprint race or Saturday, I can't remember what it was. They do another race called the sprint race and they give out points 1 through 8 for the sprint race to keep it more interesting throughout the season so more teams can get points.
1: No, I like it. I'm interested in uh seeing there's going to be a couple random guys. I mean, I don't know, but when I see Max, I'm like, who's the next one because Lewis dominated for so long. That's so tough. I think if We're talking about a two, three year window and he's out. I don't see Max just being this dominant force. I see it becoming more of a three, four player thing, mainly because what we talk about, like it's entertainment, it's Netflix. Like they don't, they're not just going to want it to be two guys that gives up kind of leverage on what F1 can build. So that's just, that's where I'm at in F1. I want to look at 10 through 20 of the racers and see who I think can make most.
0: All right, Tim Morrow says, is chasing a gold uh, Franco in Series 1 worth it? Excited to rip Series 1 for the chase, but afraid of spending too much for the thrill. So ripping box, complete gambling.
1: It's a, It's complete gambling. It's no different than walking into a casino.
0: Assume you're not going to hit the card you're looking for. Right. Assume you're not going to. Yeah. So, especially when you're talking about that card, you're better off just saving your money and just buying one that hits eBay. Just buying one. Yeah. A thousand percent. If you like you said, you're excited to rip it for the chase. If, if you're OK with not hitting it and spending the money, then go ahead and go for it. But uh, go into it, assuming you're not going to hit anything.
2: Yeah. There's actually like no argument for it, because if you actually want the card, there's no argument to just wait for uh, for you to rip it. Like you're going to get it faster. You can slab it faster. Like all that.
1: Yeah. It's simply not worth it to chase <laughs>
2: <laughs> unfortunately it's just not like that's just the way it is
1: all right uh i believe it's shay
0: gregory says uh make a new section of the show called Jay plays next question absolutely not Lu <laughs> <laughs> had nothing uh have you guys had any uh so Corey ludwig says Have you guys had any interest in the Panini blockchain NFTs with the 2022 foot release? I have not personally looked at any of the Panini blockchains. I, I, I have a couple of the Prism basketball ones, but it's not something, I'll be honest, it's not something I've spent a lot of time looking at any of the blockchain cards.
1: Yeah, I got tagged over the last 48 hours a bunch in some Mbappe NFT foot releases I own a lot of NFTs. I own none from Tops, Panini, Candy. I don't own any officially licensed uh, NFTs. I'm not sure I'll go there. I guess Panini, I had a couple when we went down. We did a little bit and checked out the product, but I don't know. I think that they're, baseball, they're, they're, they're physical card companies, and I'm waiting to see the rollout a little bit more on the nft side of things
2: well aren't they they're also like not actual nfts right like we've talked to them about that in person
1: i think the panini i don't want to speak out of turn i think that they're doing a better job like to me it's not necessarily around the tech it's around just the interest in collectability of sports cards on chain i'd rather go after mbappe physical cards personally
0: agree Austin Vela says, thoughts on around increasing the number of increasing the number of numbered and non numbered parallels seemingly year by year. For example, Topps Chrome in 2016 had 12 different parallels in 2021 had 20. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret, right? We would be lying if we're like, yeah, this is a major surprise. We've seen this year over year. It seems like there's a slight increase year over year in number of products and number of cards in products. It seems like both of them have been increasing. If you look at the, you know, I know football and basketball a little bit better than the baseball, so I can't speak as much to that. But if you look at the Basketball specifically. Look at the basketball products over the last couple of years. There's definitely a lot more select basketball parallels, mosaic, you know, parallels than there have than there was when they first started to come out. In addition, there's also products that are full product lines that started in things like Chronicles, things like Flux or Recon. Those are new products, right? Clearly, Donner's football is coming out. That's never been a product. It's not new. I'm not surprised by it. And it's not something I anticipate will go away anytime soon.
2: My perspective on this is that I would rather there be more parallels than
0: less parallels, and the cards cost even more It's a good point, yep, because it, Lou you you bring up something interesting, right? If they go back to the the twelve different parallels and they only have twelve different products, they can only print so many boxes they can only print so many cards. They're going to be even more expensive. I mean it's expensive now and there's a lot of stuff. Imagine if there was half as many
2: it's just pretty big, ba- like either that or there's going to be a lot more base cards or they need to take things out of your hobby boxes. Like You can't have one guaranteed auto. You're going to have less parallels per, per box, a lot more base cards. Like all that's all pieces of the puzzle. If you take away the parallels.
0: I know it's a bigger conversation for another day and it's something I would love to talk about more, but it seems like at some point in the near future, the guaranteed hit, especially autographs will be more rare than not rare i think there will always
2: be a guaranteed hit in a in a hobby box
0: i don't think i don't think so that there goes are products away. now that are not guaranteed hits i'm talking know. about i'm talking about like a tier one release yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what happens with that athletes now are signing a bunch of stuff there's a bunch of products they're signing a ton of different things as athletes become more and more aware of what their autograph is worth and what it's worth when they sign a lot and a lot and a lot of stuff what that will mean to how much they sign, how frequently
1: they sign, things like that. Which is also why at the moment, I'm hesitant on the Panini blockchain stuff because I'm very bullish on over the next 18 to 24 months, trains, what I would say, trains getting back on the track. Like the, the explosion created a lot of change in the hobby, in the industry layer that with COVID, layer that with supply chain issues, layer that with the acquisitions of, you know, 50, 70 year old companies, what, how, you know, companies mold, all that. Panini may still be up for sale, upper deck, who knows? So I think a lot of this is going to get cleaned up. The take is that I believe these companies have been squeezing the extra demand. They have to do it somehow. They're running businesses. It's like, if Ryan, your store has gotten a lot busier, you've had to go out and get a lot more inventory and like you have to adjust with the times. But I do think we're in this kind of waiting, this period right now of 18 months of like Tops is moving to a new company. They got to get their shit together. You've got, is Panini going to be sold or acquired or merged with something? So I, I'm not reading into it too, too, too much in terms of like a continuous or is it just going to be stuff in more parallels? I think there's going to be a big reset. I think there's going to be a, a understanding with the IP of why are things on the blockchain? Why are things physical? Are they going to be equal one to one? What are autos going to look like? What is access going to look like? That's my take. I'm just looking ahead.
0: Cooper Poma says Poma uh, says, football's over now to F1. What are you looking forward to most on and off the track? The new 2022 cars, new drivers on new teams. Thoughts on 2021 flagship, F1, first time relics outside of Dynasty. All around, how are we feeling about the F one market heading into the new season? Feel feel great. I think it's gonna be a big year. I think a lot more I think people like Tyler, who were like
2: generally aware of the sport previously, got more got became more aware of it in the last year are now going to be tuning in on top of the people who did start getting tuned in last year. I think it's going to be a really big year for the sport in general, just in talking about the sport and its popularity and viewership and all that stuff. From a card perspective, I'm extremely excited about the 2021 product for a number of reasons. I want to know what it's going to look like when there's more stuff available. I want to know what kind of new stuff they're doing. I think they're going to try some different... I would imagine they're going to try some different stuff in Topps Chrome this year in terms of like inserts and things like that because track tags are cool, but they're kind of like not that interesting, to be honest with you. So I would hope there'll be some cool inserts. And obviously the new cars are going to be great. And then it's the twilight of Lewis Hamilton's career. So I'm very interested to see what happens with that.
0: Yeah, I would echo a lot of what Lou said. I, that's pretty spot on. I think you're going to see a lot more people get into the sport that were fr- like, you know, on on the cusp of getting in already, the way the season ended last time is definitely going to set up for a a big tragedy. Would happen at the end of the season. <laughs> a, a big start to the season. I'm not the F1 expert. I've never claimed to be, so I I don't know as much about it. But I'm curious to see how the new rules, from my understanding, the the level the playing field with uh you know how they. Build the cars and engines and stuff like that is like i'm curious to see how that plays out will there be a lot more competition lou mentioned earlier five or six drivers one is that going to be a 10 number this year will it still be you know low curious to see how that plays like you said tops f1 flagships going to have relics what what is the demand going to be for the newer stuff and how is that going to affect the demand for the first releases like chrome and dynasty and sapphire yeah, a lot to lock, lot to uh, look forward to. Yeah, exciting. Uh, what, what's George Russell gonna do next to Lewis? Is Lewis gonna like push him back, like, uh, and just say, "Hey, you know, it's still my team. I'm still still going." Or is George well, the, uh, the part
2: that I think that's interesting about George? And I'll mention to see how people react to this in the car world is like, just naturally, he's gonna be on the podium more. Like it's just the way it is. Like that's just the way their team operates. I would imagine Mercedes stays near the top. So if him get him having more podiums, being in the top five at least way more often, I think is gonna do a lot for his popularity. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Ty,
0: any any uh any immediate thoughts?
1: Miami. Stoat. Card talk card talk live Stout from Miami.
0: One hundred percent in.
1: That's what I'm looking forward to. Yep. May we weekend of May six 17th. Is that what it is? Yep, I got it locked in the calendar. Locked in. That's what's on my mind live from Miami. This is Card talk.
0: All right. So that is, uh, that's all the questions from Facebook. Shout out to everybody who, uh, who submitted questions this week. If you guys have not checked out the group, check it out on, on Facebook. It's Card talk pod. All right. Now let's get into play of the week. Last couple of weeks have been some of the best ever. So it might be tough to, uh, to top those, but we're certainly going to, uh, we're certainly going to try All right. This is a long one. It is from the Cardboard Collaborative. He says, my play of the week is a little unorthodox, but I think it falls under the card talk umbrella. Back in October, I bought a sealed copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Great, great game. I've been looking for one for a while to get graded for my PC. This listing popped up with a generic title and stock photo. It was priced way under market. So I gave it a shot, not knowing, uh, not knowing what I would get. Ended up being a first print copy in good condition. I sent it off to WADA to be graded, and it came back at the end of January as a 9.6 with an A-plus seal. I was into the game and grading for about $155. There was only one comp, and that was an 8.5 that was sold at Golden. I threw it up on eBay at a high buy-and-now price just to see what offers would come in and not fully wanting to sell. Had someone reach out to me on Instagram, since my eBay name is the same, which everyone should do, that's his advice, not mine. (laughs) That's technically against the rules. Yeah. A little back and forth, and we came to a deal at eleven hundred and fifty dollars. After fees, I cleared about nine hundred and sixty dollars profit. The offer was just too good to pass up. Photos to follow. Sent pictures buying the game thirty two bucks on November. Uh, uh, no, the the return window was closed. So that means he would have bought it on like October sixteenth for about thirty two bucks. That's pretty. It's pretty crazy.
1: I think it's a great play. It's an all time game. All time game.
2: They're remaking it this year. Are they? The series Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. I love getting a first print off a stock photo eBay buy. It's <laughs> yeah. unreal.
1: I love the play.
0: I don't know enough about games or how you would be able to tell that, but that's it's that's
1: usually on crazy.
2: the I this is what I've learned. It's like on it's like you know when they have the ESRB on the side, right over here, there's like some information about like copyrights or whatever that like tells you what it is. Interesting.
1: Yeah, good play. He copped it for the PC. It was a bigger piece than he expected. Sold it. I like the flip. On the eBay name as Instagram name, sh- what should people be doing if they are now creating an eBay? My issue is my I created my eBay. I think in like so you can always change your name on eBay. Your username. Do mm-hmm. you think they got Tyler available? Probably not. No,
0: I don't think that one's available.
1: That makes it tough for me.
0: But you know what they might have is Tyler on IG
1: as the eBay handle. I like it would be weird. Car collector two on Instagram. DM me there if you want to do a deal off platform. Is that <laughs>
0: 15,000 eBay score? <laughs> All, All right. 15,000 eBay score. <laughs> <laughs> we do have 15,000 on eBay. We actually just hit it. Shut up. Uh, so this is from F Folk underscore Mit. I think. Uh, it says, Play of the Week, bought this Landis World of Sports set on January 17th of last year for $24.03 after tax. Sold them for $350 on February 4th of this year. Hated to let them go as the art is amazing, especially the Ali, but can't turn that down. Thanks, Tim. These are cool. I don't know much about these. They look like cartoons of, it looks like, Pele, Muhammad Ali, and is that Michael Jackson?
1: It's It's Pele, Ali, and... Nah, that's uh, uh, Andretti. That's Mario. That's Mario Andretti. F1 F one vibe. Is Andretti? Was no, Andretti F1 was or? Indy.
2: He was Indy. I'm going to get flamed for this. F1
1: and NASCAR? IndyCar? Indy 500?
2: Oh, he was an F1 too. I didn't know that.
1: Did he do a little bit of both? He did both. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that. He actually did all three. He did both? Uh I I love these just on spec. Well that was my reaction. I think these are beautiful. The Ollie's a little off center, left right. But these remind me of a play that I've always loved, which I think is still a dollar box play at shows, which is uh Sport Kings.
2: Yep. I was gonna say this looks like Sport Kings.
1: Which is uh yeah, Goody Sport Kings. I think that there's a lot of upside in stuff like this vintage old legends alt sport kings isn't alt, but there's a lot of like OG. they're bringing out a new sports king The sports kings this year
2: a psa 10 andretti did 550
1: eBay. oh i've passed over too many like hey i want to buy that sport king at a show and i end up passing on it and then i see it doing numbers four months later
0: all right jay next All right, this is from Riot Pulse. Track tags. He says, Purchased this Topps Chrome Formula One Sebastian Vettel track tag gold out of 50 for $70 on a Facebook group and wasn't planning on selling since he has my PC, but got bored and listed on eBay for $1,000. Buy it now. And 30 minutes later, it was sold and paid for immediately. After fees, I took home a profit of $803. Don't sleep on F1, especially for a four-time world champ. Got bored and made $800 in 30 minutes.
1: That's a nice board
0: play. Got bored. Paid for a brand new iPad. Is that really what that card's worth? Yes, bro. That's wild.
2: Track tags. I. I, I think they're kind. Of, I don't think they're the coolest cards in the world, but I think they're the only inserts that exist. Which is why I think they're gonna do cool ones this year. Hopefully, people love Vettel. He's like widely loved in the F one community. And then the golds are just obviously extremely hard to come by. It's got the authenticity guarantee on it.
0: Four time world champ. F1, first year F1 Chrome, Ferrari, Gold. Like this has a this has a lot of uh has a lot of plays. Alright. Next one. Oh my goodness. Hannah, what oh. are we doing? Oh Hannah from She Collects Cards. Wow, so uh this is a long read. It says, alright. I bought the entire set of 1984 Panini Grand Prix F1 superstars. It's a set of 64 original cards, including two Senna scratch and plays, Rookie Tolman portraits and two Senna scratch and play Rookie Tolman car cards for roughly $15,000 from a Dutch auction site. Huge shout out to Jack, Sun Sport Trading Co. and Ray, the Blake 58, for tipping me on this auction and educating me on on the unique Senna rookie set. It was a risky move as the condition of the cards couldn't really be predicted in the low-quality images that were presented. As you can see in the photos, the cards are in a very old binder and the acetate seem seemed to n- even to be stuck to the sheets. A few days after I received the notification that the package had been shipped from Italy, I received another text alert from UPS that it was held at customs and an audit is being processed. I just remember telling them I can supply them with whatever documentation needed. You can open the box, but please, for the love of God, do not touch the cards. They probably thought I was crazy. I nearly cried after opening the package and seeing the perforation on the cards, which indicates that the card wasn't uh, wasn't tampered, cut with scissors to make edge clean. Keeping my fingers crossed, after $2,600 later, I sent two 1984 Grand Prix Tolman Hart Senna portraits and two 1984 uh, Panini Grand Prix Tolman Hart cards to PSA. Here are the return subs. PSA or a uh, portrait one, PSA six, pop four, including this card. Portrait two, PSA seven, pop one, highest card graded. Car one, PSA six, car two, PSA six. Not to mention, I still have 60 cards left in the set, including many other legendary drivers. For reference, a PSA six of the Senna portrait sold for $30,000 <laughs> on PWCC, in a PSA five of the Senna card. Sold for three point seven k on eBay. She has a seven.
2: I think we know who won play of the week. I think we've solved yeah, it. You can
0: just go ahead, Jaden. You don't even need to show us what's left. It's, I mean, it was a novel, but uh, it was worth it. Uh, that's that insane. is insane, Never heard of these cards. Never seen these cards. That's insanity. A Dutch auction site. This this is top five play ever. Oh, for sure it is. Top five play ever.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't yeah, believe top it. five
0: play of all time. Unbelievable. We've had some amazing plays, some really, really, really good ones over the years. Some incredible plays. This is a top five play.
2: I love calling the uh customs people and being like, please do not touch those cards. If
1: you touch those cards. <laughs> Just whatever. High conviction play. 15 G's on a Dutch auction. Ain't no uh laughing matter.
0: Now, hey, wait, well, we do gotta talk about this. This is probably a she, she left this out there. We should probably, this is probably a throw a bone to Sunsport Trading Co. And oh. the Blake 58, though. Mm-hmm. Not telling people mm-hmm. how to
1: spend their money. Mm-hmm. But like, you do have 60 cards left you do, in you the t- set. You do
0: have 60 cards left. 60 cards are all left in the set. Maybe <laughs> swing those on over to wherever they live.
1: <laughs> for a little 50 piece. You do, you do piece. for sure. Right, I wanted to get. I wanted to get your thoughts on something. 30 PSA six at the time was highest pop was highest graded. Seems like there was three at the time of the sale. This is the fourth. Do you, now that there's a higher, does that devalue the six a little bit? And so maybe you don't get the same, like what I'm trying to understand is like, okay, because the six went for 30, are we assuming the seven? I think the seven's more 35 than like 60 because it, i don't the know six about comes back that
0: uh, i don't know enough about the card to make the this could be 100k it could be 33 yeah but yeah i just mean I in mean, the macro kind of when the you the point that. on the six at the time is hey this is a pop three card none higher then whenever this you know when was that mm-hmm. uh it doesn't say the date but let's say it was a month ago a month later it's a pop four so there's one more in the pop the pop goes up a decent percentage And there's one higher. That definitely changes the argument about the PSA 6, but it makes the PSA 7 more desirable. There's nothing in the world graded higher than the 7. I think while it brings down her 6 a little bit, the 7 becomes the ultimate card. I mean, this card's from 1984. Yeah, It's almost 40 years old. There's only 5 in the world graded 6 or higher. She owns 2 of them. That's sick. I mean, she owns 40% of the most uh, of the top five graded card of this in the in the world. Like,
1: And what's a beautiful thing is with vintage and cycles and makes me think about the co- the question about street sharks and, uh, you know, the, all the Marvel stuff and, and all that is like the market of who is collecting Senna cards. Are. By and large, just in a better spot from a spending, like they, they're high spenders. It's not like a Luca. Uh, we're not talking about like a Luca something. He's been in the league two years prospecting. You know, the Gary like always was just on vintage from the jump for reasons like this. Like, you're not changing my man's career. There's people who watched him, love him no matter what, and are now in a bracket of being able to deploy disposable income.
2: Yeah. The audience is also sports... nice this.
1: Yeah, it's not, the not like some random boot game. Yeah, the audience.
0: Period. Yep, for mm-hmm. sure. All right. So Hannah, amazing, amazing play. We have another one. Oh
2: man, I feel bad. Sorry.
0: Uh we'll still give this one uh some credit because this could be a good one. Uh it says never this is from Johnson V Cards says, never thought I'd be submitting a hockey play, but here we go. On December 19th of 2021, a ComC seller I'd gotten deals from in the past was listing a bunch of 2 cards. I had no idea who that was, but quickly looked him up and figured I'd at least monitor what the seller posted. I don't know much about hockey cards, but I knew enough to jump on this 2007 Young Guns rookie out of 100 when the seller listed it for $12.97. Oh my goodness. Uh, since he was slated to make his season debut in early 2022, I capitalized on the attention and submitted the card to auction via COMC consignment. It sold on February 3rd for $300. After $2 in processing costs and $10.50 in auction fees, my net profit was $274.53.
2: I know nothing about hockey, but when I see it of 100 young guns, I mean, that's kind of a, not a bad strategy, to be honest.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, those are rare, man. The out of 100 exclusives rookies, those are tough. Yeah. It's a good, it's yeah, a I mean, heck, heck of a play. Gotta love, all, you know. I I love. I do this on eBay a lot more than I do it on Come See, but I love the save the sellers you get good deals from. Like save them, especially if they're terrible titles or things like that. Save them. You can save them as saved searches, and then when they list stuff, you can get notified for that. It it, it is a play in itself to, you know, go back to the 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 well. Once you get a good deal, they're listing more good deals more often than not. Go back and find them. I, I, I love the play.
1: And even just reputable dealers, right? Like, doesn't even have to be about if they're not good at listings or whatever. Like, by and large, people that buy with you, I imagine, like, to come back to buying with you or great, you know. It's... Oh,
0: sure, sure, sure. I'm just saying it's if you got a deal from that person once, what's to say you won't get a deal from that person again?
1: Mm-hmm. Hockey in general. I really. I I, I think the ESPN thing has already had more impact than people realize. Their number one, I guess number two cover, Emily Kaplan, grew up with her, went to high school. She's dominating. She does like the side like in between the boxes. So I'm hot on hockey. One of the few
2: hockey people I follow. Yeah.
1: Um, combine hockey with vintage, I think, is even more sneaky.
2: Very cool. All right, I think we're pretty clear that Hannah wins,
1: right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, i said nice play
2: this week." unreal
0: <laughs> truly unreal incredible play i mean
2: yeah i think the dutch auction site's yeah. the craziest part of the whole story
0: yeah but i mean seriously they're like shout out to her friends mm-hmm. for like hey you should check this out like they didn't take it they're like hey this is what this is this is where it's at like this is i mean man i gotta follow those guys those sound like good good people all right this week's releases formula one racing Top's flagship F1 comes out this week, Lou. First non-relics outside of Dynasty. Correct. You've got Top Series One baseball with Wander Franco rookies, another big time baseball release. You have Donruss Elite basketball, Panini Immaculate soccer, and Leaf Pro Set Power football. Big release week. Lot of, I mean, F1, Top Series One baseball, Immaculate soccer, and basketball product, and a Leaf football product. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Big release right. week.
2: I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how Ryan was ripping
0: packs with Trevor Lawrence last week. I agree. And Debo Samuel. Trevor Lawrence was one of the nicest people I've ever met. Honest to God. Could not have been really? a nicer human being. That's good to hear. Uh, Debo Samuel had no interest in being there. Was a nice okay, guy. Okay, I get to check. Uh, Todd Gurley was a top three. One A or one B, and one of the nicest athletes I've ever met in my entire life. Could not have been more interested in cards. And like the conversation we were having was like attentive, curious, f- fantastic human being. I don't have enough good things to say about Todd Gurley as a person. A b- Todd Gurley fan for the rest of my life. Go That's dogs. Really cool
2: these georgia guys they just they just print out that's amazing print out stars i don't know what to say yeah and we
0: uh we had a conversation with gabe davis for the bills you know talked to him about his game right we're talking about like cards he's not into it do you talk him about how it's over <laughs> no i did not talk to him about uh the joe burrow you know half a million dollar cards and that like blew his mind uh had a genesis psa 10 we gave away of him and i was like what do you think this is worth he's like you know, hundred bucks. And I was like, oh no, it's like five, six hundred bucks. He's like, I said five. He's like thousand. I said, no, five, six hundred. He's like, who's paying that? So I was like, it's your card. So he was, he was definitely a little, a little. It's funny
2: how it varies, right? Like there's some people, like there's some athletes who get it because they're just aware of it generally. But if you get someone who has no clue and you're like, yeah, a picture of you on a card is selling it for $600. You're like, what? Like it just (laughs)
1: blows people's minds. But yeah, so so Todd Gurley was... Uh, Trevor Lawrence was... eBay cool. in general, below, I think, any search on eBay of anything yeah. will make people be like,
2: what? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You just show them the the sold list things.
1: They're like, what? Well, like, just Google turvis yeah. cups. Or just eBay turvis cups. People are just paying $40 for some collect... It's nuts.
0: So, I didn't post this picture. It, the picture didn't turn out very good. But Reg and I took a picture at... at SoFi went into the game and sitting next to us, I bought 25 programs from the game. And she's like, you know, you married a collector when you have bags full of programs from the game, because we went to the game and there's no, you couldn't get tickets. Like all the tickets are digital. So I'm like, if I can't, they they made NFTs out of them, right? I think I saw that. I heard that. I haven't looked into it yet, but they wouldn't, there's no, there's no printed ticket. Yeah. I
2: think you have to lock that in.
0: So I'm like, the only thing printed from the game. It's gonna be these programs. So I bought 25 of them and we're carrying these big heavy ass bags <laughs> all the way. I mean, it was miserable. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not built for carrying, you know, 30-pound bags. How was of it getting programs. out of there?
2: Was it I heard it wasn't that bad. Oh
0: god. That's a lie. Bad? That's a lie. It, miserable. <laughs> miserable. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it would normally be like getting out of SoFi Stadium, but if it's anything like that, it was miserable. <laughs> miserable. Yeah, it was packed.
1: You got to do the NFT ticket thing, bro.
0: Yeah, I got to figure that out, brother. I'm not. I'm not in that space. That's a, that's that's foreign language. Let me see.
1: Google how to make your Super Bowl ticket an NFT. All
0: right, Ty. Let's let the people go. Lou's, uh sitting here spinning in circles. You're looking at that. I've got to run. So we're gonna wrap it up. All right. What an episode. Peace.
2: See ya.
1: Hey. Let me end it with this. Sancho, it's on the comeback. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week.
0: Please subscribe to the show on
2: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode.
0: It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a
1: 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.